Welcome back to episode 41 of Dice to Pixels. Uh, this week, we're going to begin talking about a new Xbox UI update that's probably dropping in April of this year. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So we just found out about this. To be clear, um, we don't know if this is for uh, like developer preview or if it's actually releasing to consoles in April. So, um, you know, Check out it on yeah. check it out on Xbox. Yeah, according It'll to the report, there. it's going to be for everyone in 23. They don't give a specific date, but you had found something saying that it was starting to drop in April. It looked to me like there was a download for April, but it may have been the developer preview. So I, I don't know. And I don't know for sure that it was that specifically. Uh, we only found out about this like 20 minutes ago, but we do have uh, screenshots and everything. So we, we know a little bit about it. So yeah. you've been looking at the screenshots. Yeah, looking, <clears throat> it doesn't look all that different um, from the current Xbox Series XS UI. Uh, the one, a few things I do like, they have, like the My Games and Apps tab is still on the bottom uh, left-hand corner. It's changed though. It's it's not going to take up an entire like widescreen window. It's a little square tile. And then next to that, they now have the Microsoft Store yeah. tab. Thank you, because I hate the fact that the Microsoft Store tab was always just a square that would eventually get taken off screen, like off of your yeah. your UI bar. That you, that drove me nuts. Yeah, that it didn't get any special uh, like attention or treatment is kind of weird. Because mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know about most people, but I that's like one of the most common things I use on the console. So obviously, Microsoft has kind of recognized that now, yep. which is good. Yep. Uh, like I look at the Sony UI for the PS5 and yeah. the the store tab is always the first. Yep. Well, the, the PS Plus and then the store tab is always the first few. But where it actually starts you on is your whatever your current your last game played will yep. always be there. Right. Similar to what Microsoft has whenever you sign on. You're the last game you played is obviously going to be the first tile that you see. Um. I would actually go one step further and they should take the game, the game pass tab, the little yeah. icon, and yeah. that should be parked right next to that store tab. Yeah. Um, because let's face it, if without game pass, I do not see Xbox doing as well as they are right now. I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Game pass is a pretty huge part of uh, why I like Xbox. Mm -hmm. I was actually just going to say what they really need to do and they may get to this. We'll see. Um, one of the things that I would like to see them do is allow you to customize your, your widgets on your home screen. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to just have a, uh, cause Xbox game pass has the randomized function. So it's like, just, just let me play something from that. I, that I own through game pass. Give me that like right on the home screen. Just I'll boot up the console. Give me a random game. Go, just go install it and play it right off the top. Uh, I think that'd be a fun thing. Oh yeah, that would be great. I might be the only person in the world that you, I wouldn't, but I don't know how many people would use it, but I think it'd be great to be able to have that. It's a, well, we, I think we briefly touched on it a while back, not very in depth, but I think it's a good way to kind of broaden or expand your, uh, your gaming, uh, vocabulary is kind of a weird word, but off the top of my head, that's the only thing I can come from. Uh, if you're, if you're so used to like a certain, like if you love RPGs and all you've ever played is RPGs and you, you, you want to kind of expand your, your library and try something different, hitting that little tab and then playing, uh, like immortality 
yeah. or something, you know. Um, so that that's how I found Potion Craft, uh, which I probably wouldn't have looked at <clears throat> otherwise. I think Sarah, you mentioned it. I've played it, and I think I mentioned it to you. I think if I played it more and given you more in depth of it, yeah. then you probably would have latched onto it. But that, you know, I, you found it on your own at the same time, then because of that yeah yeah well i actually i think it was after you had told me about it but i didn't even i forgot about it mm -hmm. and then it came up in the randomization i was like oh yeah sarah told me about that i should yep. check it out probably would not have actually gotten into it at all if that hadn't happened so i, I like that feature i think it's a great feature yeah it was definitely a, a you guys game it yeah. would, that would have been that would have been one where i played or i'd started playing and yeah you would like it yeah no yeah. I yeah. would actually try to mix potions for real, but they would just involve like soda pops and uh, random bottles <laughs> of liquor in the freezer. And then I'd make Sarah try it. I mean, I would. That just sounds like a, a college party. I just have to come up with some old things that my old man used to say like, oh, this will grow hair on your chest. <laughs> you I don't want that? I, I was going to say, no. I don't think that would be a selling point there. <laughs> no, that's when we get sponsored by Manscaped. <laughs> oh, well, now, now I'm all for it. Yay! Um... Yeah, so anyways, the new UI, the new UI looks uh I think it's an upgrade. I I don't foresee so usually when these things happen uh and part of the reason I'm saying this is because it's not that big a change. But uh usually when any company changes something stuff like this, uh there's mm -hmm. always like a backlash. People are like, "No, I I liked it the old way." Uh I don't think we'll get a lot of that. No, considering I don't think well, that's what happened when they originally turned to the design that they have currently because yeah. it used to look like the 360 dashboard yeah which i didn't love and the I xbox, one, what, the xbox one dashboard sucked which is the one in the s uh the x and the s look very sort of very similar to the one yeah, yeah because yeah, they, they, they had yeah. i and i don't like this about the series x either how they have like these windows where you have like your main but then if you press down you can put like different things on different tabs going down yes and i really hate that yeah that was really weird because when i so i started playing control again the other day and chad had installed it for himself on on his profile so when i went in i was expecting it like with playstation to be one of the top things in in the tiles there i had to go through and like all of our installed games i had to pull it up that way versus it just being there for me immediately yeah the way that it chooses what to show you there is kind of weird um they there's definitely work that they can and obviously are doing mm -hmm. on this yeah. but uh this this feels <laughs> like a strict upgrade like they didn't change a lot but what they changed really seems like good mm -hmm. Uh, as long as they keep our Pizza Hut ads, we're we're all happy. Yeah, which by the way, what a disappointment it was. Yeah, well, you actually ordered them. Yeah, oh yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. So um, for anybody that doesn't know, uh, Pizza Hut has been uh, quite maliciously advertising these damn melts <laughs> that up in Canada here. Anyway, I'm I'm sure our friends in uh, the oh US, they probably got it too. Yeah, I'm sure they have it down there as well. But um, they're they're basically a small pizza folded in half but looking at the looking at the ads for it initially we thought it was like oh it's an open kind of like an open face panzerati yeah or a calzone so i seen the ad uh the one night uh sarah was working late and we were i figured like hey supper oh we'll get this because i seen the ad 
in yeah. the in the bottom corner and yeah what they, a disappointment this is a this is a pizza hut ad that both chad and i got uh on our home screens on our xboxes yeah which was weird because uh we talked about it on the podcast previously when we first saw it but uh you know they they didn't even give you the option of ordering them they just showed you the video yeah so I, so i didn't order it, but chad went through with it and yeah you <laughs> said they were tiny yeah you literally click on it and it just showed the the freaking video of the ad well it was worse than that because at the end of the video there's like the order now in yeah. the middle of the screen that you can't click yeah so yeah i, I ordered uh well i ordered three of them there was four different choices and i ordered three of them because yeah. one i i'm a pig and two i didn't like the fourth one um <clears throat> Yeah, the box that they came in was huge. Was, was huge. Like so, the second yeah, it, I seen the box, it gave I, you hope. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh my god, this is a Panzerati. Like this is going to be a bit. And then you open it, and like literally a third of the box is the two melts, and then the entire other half of it, which is probably like 10, 10 inches wide by yeah. like you know eight inches deep, is for one little cup of marinara sauce. Nailed it. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah, so near miss on that one, pizza. Yeah. But um But thank you, Xbox, for showing me that ad that forced my hand at ordering these damn things. Yeah, that was such a weird <laughs> experience to see that on the home screen. Which I like I don't care. Whatever. It's fine. It was it was fairly innocuous. Um but uh yeah, the new the new UI looks good. I think it'll be good. I don't yeah, see a lot of backlash. It's not that big of a change to make. I think that's key. Yeah. I think you want to keep them small. Like I said, I just um I'd like for all of my games to always remain on the top. And then if I yep. want to go to apps like YouTube or whatever, like put them down underneath my games, like keep everything separate and stuff. Yeah. And so, also fix the damn home button. Yeah. Fix. Yeah. That's actually, that's a big friggin' beef of mine is when you hold the home button on an Xbox, it instantly gives you the power options to either turn off the console, the controller or whatever. PlayStation, when I hold the home button, it takes me home. Well, when you hit the home button on the PlayStation, it takes you home, doesn't it? Uh, when like you a- hit it, when you hit it, well, yeah, on the PS4, it does. Yes. On right. the PS5, if you hit the PlayStation button once, it brings up the little, uh, the little menu. Yeah. See, all that can go to hell. I, if I hit the home button, guess what I want to happen? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a, I don't like that. Like, I don't like the power if if i want to turn off like the xbox like okay i will go to like i'll I'll let me press the home button and then you know pick pick the power option great sure but if i'm holding it and i'm in a game i want to go home for a reason you know what i mean yeah well so like i don't mind like i never mind it because with ps4 like i like the way ps4 did it which is you press it it does what you would expect it to and then if you hold it it gives you the power options Mm -hmm. i was fine with that I think most people were fine with that. Yep. But this like Xbox is so inconsistent with what the home like I often find myself hitting like three or four different buttons before I finally get to the actual damn home screen. <laughs> because it's like, oh, that didn't do what I thought it would. That didn't and and like I've used it long enough that that I should know these things, but it's it's not intuitive because you got to like hit the thing and then select home. You can't yeah. just take me home. It's Fix it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or or add a new button to a controller or something. Like there needs to be an option to just go home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
It's funny. You're you're sounding like me. I know. That's the, <laughs> it's the old man coming out. <laughs> um, no, I thought PS4 did a good job of it, so I don't really know why anybody changed it. Um, well, even the the Switch. Um, I know if you hit the home button, it takes you back to like the. It takes you home. It takes you back to the to the Nintendo Switch yeah. start screen, and then yeah, if you hold that, that gives you like the whole power options, yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. Great. That's the right way to do it, mm. in my opinion, at least. Yep. But anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Xbox changes. Uh, I think they're good. Mm. I, I don't think they'll get any real pushback. They're small, and uh, they just need to fix the home button. And yep. um, oh, um, while we're on Xbox, if you own Hogwarts Legacy. There is a chance that you will get a free copy of the Harry Potter movie or movies. Uh, um, yeah, I think they just said movie and all of the things, I, but I it didn't it, say which one. Right. Yeah, like I saw a movie, but I'm like, okay, what, like the first one? Like, I don't know. Anyways, they're apparently Microsoft is giving away Harry Potter movie or movies to... Uh, some people who bought hogwarts legacy i i didn't read all the details i don't know if you did but uh, i'm no. assuming it's just in like the deals section i assume you just get one of them for free so check that out i'm gonna check out on mine later and yep. see maybe uh, we already own them on apple so i don't really care but i'll take free stuff yeah i like free stuff yeah so yeah i mean i've never watched any of the movies anyway so we have them they, they, I know we have them. Just, they I've, get uh, pretty good after five. <laughs> five out of seven, like five, six, and seven are pretty decent. I like four, but that was also because it's, it's okay. my favorite book. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, the, like the story of all of them is fine. It's just like it's once the children grow up enough that they're actually somewhat competent actors. That's yeah. when the movies start getting yeah. good. So, yeah. I liked Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah, it was a good game. Uh, I never finished it. <laughs> I still haven't, I haven't finished either. it. No. Yeah. <laughs> I got it because I ran into the uh, I ran into the typical uh, bloat trope of most games of its style where I got sick and tired of just doing the same thing over and over. And that's I, that's the thing. That's why I started Control last night because you were telling me to play Hogwarts. And I'm like, I don't want to. I'm bored with it. Yeah. I Actually, I think I've seen some place where there is a surprisingly low number of people that have actually completed the game. It doesn't surprise me because um like there's there's beating the boss which I think most people do get to and then there's like completing the game which feels just completely unrewarding like Danielle did it I know what happens and it's like okay why why bother like who cares mm -hmm. what what the fuck uh so I don't know uh yeah we were talking about this a little bit earlier and and um Games need to know when to end. Yeah. 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 And this, this is why I, I've, I've really liked, um, and I'll go back even to this, to December when High on Life released and it came out and it was a finished game and my, apart from a few bugs, like it had bugs that's been patched since, but sure. it was a solely focused, like start at point A, get to point B, you're done. Like it was, it had a beginning, middle end and it was fun. It was yeah. a fun game laugh my ass off great and then uh xbox did it again with game pass with hi-fi rush another one that mm -hmm. came out was a finished game you know it had sure it had a few bugs whatever but you had a beginning middle end yep. it was fun run done and i love it and i look at uh 
even the Metroid Prime remaster that came out recently, which Metroid Prime is easily probably my top five games of all time. Yeah, I, well, you, you said it was easily your game of the year so far. Oh, easily, yeah. yeah. Because, like, for a remaster, it, it hit all the right buttons. Yeah. And I had only one made, one minor gripe about it all, but whatever. Another one that was a finished game, and it, I wasn't online. I was just <laughs> playing the freaking game, you know, offline or whatever, like on my Switch. It was great. Uh, the Resident Evil 4 remake is another one that just came out. Yep. Right? Yeah, well, I've been uh, I've been streaming Graveyard Master. Yeah, Keeper. Graveyard Keeper. Jeez. Keeper. I thought you said bastard. I'm the master. <laughs> um, I thought you said bastard first. It's like shit. We just spoiled the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out you're your own uncle. Uh, no. Um, even it, you know, it's it's not online. It has a distinct like it has a very. I haven't hit it, but I know it has a distinct end. Mm-hmm. You can you can kill time in the middle of it if you want. Like you can take as long as you want to get to that ending, but it has an ending. I I like that. Like I do. So so I fall into two categories. For me, it's like give me a game with a very defined uh, start, finish, and end, like you were talking about, or give me a game that has infinite progression. So like your your quintessential JRPG where you can like go. You can resurrect and you can go back into your game, you know, sort, mm-hmm. up level it and everything else. Uh, incidentally, incremental Epic Hero 2, uh, the dev is back and is updating again. So yeah. I might be going down that rabbit hole oh, again. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but uh, like, give me either give me infinite progression or give me a fixed ending. I actually, I liked WoW. I played a lot of World of Warcraft, but I never truly fell in love with it because. You get to the end and then it's like, yeah, there's still progression, kind of, but not really. You you sort of finished the game, but didn't, which is how I feel about Hogwarts. And I'm I'm generally in the same, like for me, I'm cool with infinite progression, but I want infinite progression or I want a hard ending. And to your earlier point, yeah, single player games, keep them the fuck offline. Yeah. <laughs> so with that in mind, do you think it's has to do kind of with like the open world burnout? Like because we've had so many yeah. open worlds versus having either something just completely linear or semi-linear. Cause I'm finding like even semi-linear stuff, that's what I'm really into. Like linear games, semi-linear games, because I don't want like I find even with Horizon because I really like that series when I was going into that and I find the same thing I think with Hogwarts too if I'm going to play it that's something where I find it hard to jump in and out of for short periods of times Mm -hmm. where if it's something that's more linear or semi-linear I feel all right only playing for like if I only have 45 minutes to an hour or something like that. Well, to be fair, Horizon had issues uh, regarding the main character being a complete and total tool. Well, okay, well, besides that, but sure, just like sure. in terms of gameplay style, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, because yeah. I got yeah, when even with that too, like with the uh, uh, Forbidden West, I got bored of that too, and I had to kind of stop playing for a bit. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, yeah. Um, I look at Assassin's Creed Valhalla. <laughs> yeah, well, which is a fucking slog. Yeah, well, so what I was going to say, and, and Valhalla commits this sin in a huge way, and Hogwarts does too, to a yeah. lesser extent. Um, 
So there are games that you know you're going to have to commit a while to. Those are mm-hmm. MMOs. Like you you don't jump into an MMO for 40 minutes. I mean, you can, but you don't. Like that's not mm-hmm. the style of play. So those get a pass. Like they they can do whatever they want. That's fine. Um for anything other than an MMO, your your progression for like an open world, for instance, in my opinion at least, needs to be staged. So I'll use Incremental Epic Hero 2 as an example because I think they did a good job. When you start out the game, you have very little resource and and you're it's like a slog to beat the simplest enemies. Perfectly typical. And then as you go through the game, you unlock basically experience points. They're actually currency, but they're they're experience points. Um, in addition to all the other experience that you get that allow you to like automate certain tasks. And so every sort of phase of the game, it's like phase one is like you're doing everything manually. Mm-hmm. Phase two is like you're not you're not bothering with like you can leave it running for hours and hours hence idler um and uh it'll take care of things like it'll it'll you can buy the things that will go to a raid automatically and then go back to your favorite zone and everything else so you you like get over that hurdle and then you're like cool i'm in the automated section now and it's like oh now i can start using like pets and so okay so like that's a whole nother game on top of the game that i have to like do that keeps you engaged. Mm-hmm. If something like Hogwarts, where it's like, oh, I learned a new spell. Oh, I learned a new spell. Oh, I learned a new spell. That gets boring. It well, it can't not get boring. Yeah, even the uh, even the oh, you you found this uh, unique puzzle. Okay, now go do it like fifty times. Oh. Yeah, yeah right, exactly. Merlin trials. Yeah, <clears throat> or oh. however many there are. Yeah. yeah, there were like four or five different types and, and like yeah. 70 of the damn things or something. Yeah. So like it's it's fine if you like there's nothing wrong with open worlds um, if you mix it up. But if you just do the same thing over and over and over again, of course it gets boring. Yeah, mm-hmm. it almost feels like I hate I hate saying it about the game, but I I started playing Psychonauts years ago, and then I mm-hmm. got the the remaster, which was weirdly remastered, um, a while ago. And I started playing that, and I think I got maybe three quarters halfway through the game. I'm not entirely sure which, but I just stopped. I got so bored with it because of the mid 2000s style of game cool. of like bloat that they yeah. put in there. And I'm finding that's what we're getting a lot with. Big time. with open worlds now is they just need to fill in the world and it has the opposite effect it makes the world feel more generic and empty yeah the, yeah the whole collection fest thing i mean even back with uh banjo and kazooie i think was like one of the first really 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 the, bad ones the for completionist the N64. games yeah mm-hmm. yeah where you had all these different things to freaking collect throughout the world that are just scattered everywhere and it's like holy geez man like yep. i did it it annoys me um even with uh currencies yeah. uh online oh, currencies yeah. i can't think i know like ubisoft's bad with the division there was like four or five, five different yeah. currencies that you had in the game that you know yeah this will buy you this but then this currency will get you this but then this currency will get you this oh but then this currency will get you this and yep. it's like holy yeah you just get to a point where it's yeah why well, can't everything just cost this world of warcraft did the same thing it yeah. was it was there's gold and then there's like faction points and then there's like arena badges mm-hmm. and like a million different things yeah 
Um, it again for an MMO, you can get away with that a little bit, but only to a certain extent. It's still, I mean, there's a reason I'm not playing World of Warcraft. Yep. Um, but yeah, more and more games like single player games are everybody seems to want to be a completionist game, and you don't need to be. There's no, there's no value to that and actually to me it honestly it does take away from the game like super meat boy which is a i don't know how popular i know it was kind of popular at the time like, yeah. but i don't know how much of a flash in the pan it is i don't know if most people are aware of it or not but it was a pixel perfect jumper so um think you know super mario brothers but on steroids where like you had to jump at the exact right time to like get the level complete and especially in the fastest time. But um, each level gave a bronze, silver, gold. Yeah. That, it shouldn't have done that. I no. didn't like that. No. no, no. Just getting through some of the freaking levels in alone, it was just like, yes! And well, then that, you see that and you're like, what? That's exactly right. It's like, <laughs> it, the some of those levels were a nightmare to do, period. And then to get a, to get a silver by like, a tenth of a second is like oh now i have to do it again but you don't have to but you feel like you do yes like if if they want to do that just my advice for for games going forward if you want to implement that sort of race mechanic just have a leaderboard that you can submit your time to and then if people want to have a pissing contest about <clears throat> who's fastest they can't it doesn't need to be part of the game. It doesn't unless there's some truly fantastic reward in the game for that and it not cosmetics, but like an actual legitimate reward. I don't know. To me it, it and I'm sure there's lots of people that are like, "No, you're fucking wrong. Like this is they're great." But um I don't like that mechanic at all. I'm I look not at it, a fan. I look at it like uh the top score in an arcade game. Yeah. There was you didn't get anything for doing it. But yeah, you your, just got, your name was on there so yeah. that everybody that walks into the arcade can see that, you know, oh, ADM is number one. Oh, Holy crap. ASS is number one. ASS, yeah. <laughs> bum. Hey, right on, bum. Dick. Good job, Richard. Yeah, I, I, I got to say, for most of the arcades I went to, it was rarely somebody's initials. Yeah. So, um, but, but yeah, no, I agree. Like, there's there's having a pissing contest and then making that pissing contest part of the game. And I don't really support the latter. You know, I, so I look at Assassin's Creed, um, Assassin's Creed two, when it came out, I think that was probably the only one in the entire series that I, like I loved two is still probably one of my favorites of the series. If not my favorite. Which uh, which one was too? That was Ezio when you're first introduced to Ezio in oh, uh, okay. uh, yeah. Renaissance Italy. Yeah. Um, great. I loved it. I loved the, I loved going through each of the cities. Um, and again, like it had collections, like there was feathers that you collected. There was uh, codex pages and all kinds of other stuff. And then there was these temples that you or burial sites for assassins that you had to find seals which got you like amazing endgame armor but i didn't mind doing that because i really really enjoyed playing through that game i i really dug the story mm -hmm. it was good like you basically watch Ezio from when he's you watch him bo like being born 
to being a teenager to growing into a young adult, which I thought was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, but then Ubisoft Huff went and just started adding shit to that series. Um, I remember first playing Bloodlines. Now, the overarching theme with the Assassin's Creed game is freedom. Yes. The assassins are fighting to preserve the freedom that the people of the world have, which the Templars are trying to take away in order to control everything and, you know, force their own narrative with the pieces of Eden. When Assassin's Creed Bloodline came out, which is, is a good game, I did enjoy it, but they added these full sync requirements, which in order to get 100% in the game, you had to do the level in a certain way. Yeah. Which kind of boggles my mind because this is a game about freedom and you're an assassin. <laughs> you, you know, you, the whole thing with it is you, you, you look at the scene. That's my target. Let's see what, you know, he's doing. Okay. He tends to do like a little lap around here. He'll stop and talk to the, you, you monitor this and then you plan your attack. Mm-hmm. You have the freedom to, atta- to, to, to do it however you want. But then when they started the adding these full sync requirements in order to get a hundred percent, that's when I was kind of like, okay, this is, this is stupid because yes, I could still do it the way I want, but in order to truly beat the game 100%, I had to do it their way. Yeah. Didn't yeah. like that. And they, they kept that in. I see. I didn't play uh Assassin's Creed four because after playing Assassin's Creed three, the whole full sync thing really, really, really pissed me off because there was some, mighty mighty stupid full sync requirements to get 100 percent. i did do it i'm never going to do it again <laughs> and i also felt three was a really shitty entry yeah i feel like three was the one that i gave up on as well it just felt super repetitive yeah. but then i i don't know so i don't know that's how i felt about one <laughs> yeah <laughs> well you're oh, not it wrong. was yeah. one was yeah but um like unity and uh syndicate i don't know how those games played because I never played them because yeah. I I literally lost interest. Yeah. When they came out with Origins and they went into the open world thing, Origins I felt was great because it was just the right size. It didn't overstay its welcome. You finished the game in, you know, 40, 50 plus hours, whatever. I, I probably logged in a lot more because I really played the hell out of that game. I did mm-hmm. all the DLC. So I mean I probably logged with all the DLC close to a hundred hours. But to me, that felt complete. But then they took Odyssey and they started making it longer. Mm-hmm. And with Valhalla, it was just the same. Like when you get to England, I got to like my fifth area in England and I was bored out of my freaking mind because yeah. you go to each these, oh, climb this, look at the landscape. Oh, oh, look, well, there's that thing that you've done seven times before. Yeah, just the, the side quests that aren't side quests. I think in general, like that same thing with all open worlds that I've played where it's, you know, go and find my marbles from <laughs> fucking Hogwarts, right? Like go and find my marbles. And it's a, yes, it's a side quest, but mm-hmm. is it really a side quest? Or are you supposed to do it because of the, like, who knows, right? Uh, I, I don't know. There are times when I'm just like, just take side quests, just take everything, uh, like all of that shit out and just give me the actual quest line that you want me to do and a world to explore and just piss off with all of the other nonsense, Mm. which I think 
is a little bit the same as what you were saying, Sarah, taken further, but where it's like you build this world and then you feel like you have to cram everything into it. Yes. It's like, you don't like, just let me explore. Yeah. You don't need to. Well, Minecraft did that basically exactly. And look where it is now. Granted, now they're actually doing all of that stuff, (laughs) but they did it backwards. But it's also less popular now than it was in its heyday. So yeah. I should play some Minecraft. It's still kind of weird that Lego never looked at Minecraft and said, hey, let's do that. Well, they did. There's there's a Lego Minecraft set. No, I've been, but I meant like Lego, like as, as in a game. Like, the, yeah. like as a game. They were just, they were too late, right? Like yeah. once yeah. Minecraft was out, what were they going to do, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's kind of, and, and it's not like it was expensive. So they really, they didn't have an answer to it. Yes, they could have developed a game and to compete with it, but mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been worth their yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little surprised they didn't try and buy it, but at the same time, I mean, when it did sell, I I forget, but it was billions that it sold to Microsoft for. So mm-hmm. I still wonder if they got their money's worth. I'm guessing they didn't. No, because they've tried to turn it into like other styles of game yeah, versus like, just leaving it alone and giving extra content to build stuff with. Yeah, yeah, the Legends. Oh God, I've heard, I've not heard good things about the Legend series. Well, it's just, it's not very Minecraft, right? No. Like it, my, the whole thing with Minecraft was just come and build some stuff. Yeah. Mm. If you wanted story and to build some stuff at that same time, there was um, Terraria that yeah. had come out around the same time, I think. Yeah. I don't know, man. Don't you want to play like Pong, but from the perspective of the left paddle? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was one game on Steam actually I saw recently. I think it's on my wish list and it's like Pong, but it's like circular. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That incidentally the the game that I picked up that I left a uh, uh negative but constructive review uh was basically like sort of Galaga but mm-hmm. on a circle. Mm. And it had potential, but the the guy released it before it was an actual game Mm, yeah if anyone's an indie dev uh doing games don't release games before they're an actual game because they won't do well (laughs) make sure it has like some sort of game storyline progression mechanic something Something. yeah uh before you release it because otherwise it will not do well um but yeah no i um I don't know. There are more and more, uh, and maybe it's because I have less time to play games, although I'm trying to spend more time playing games lately. Mm-hmm. I kind of just feel like get out of my way with the side quests and just give me the, like, I think Graveyard Keeper does a good job of this where like all of the quests are in one way or another, pretty much part of the main quest. Yeah. Uh, it feels sometimes like they're side quests because it, it did a really good job of like asynchronously completing quests. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're all tied together. They're all important to each other. Yeah. And I think Stardew Valley does a little of the yeah. same thing too because like, sure, there's side quests, but you don't have to pick them up. They're just on the notice board for for the shop. And it's yeah. like one of them is, I need a cauliflower. Well, mm-hmm. I've already grown cauliflower in here. So yeah, I'm going to get 250 gold yeah. pieces for that. Sure. I will bring up the Mass Effect trilogy. Oh. And how a lot of the side quests that you did in that from the first game on through the third, there were moments in there where if you did, if you helped, uh, I can't remember the one specifically 
but you help a woman bring down an entire crime syndicate in the first one. And she ends up helping you in the next two. Yeah. So I like it when side quests kind of have uh, that little twist. They add that little twist to the main overarching story. In two, a lot of the side quests that you do uh, basically will will, uh, depend. It'll... It basically ensures if your characters live or die at mm-hmm. the end of it. Like when you reach the end game, there's there is a chance that you could lose some of your um, your party members because you didn't do certain quests beforehand. And I like that. Yep. I think. Yeah. Yeah, because Horizon did that too in the first game too, where you do the side quests and you'd get friend, you'd make friends with various other people in different tribes, and they would help you at the final battle too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I, any uh, anything that ties it in helps. Um, they just got to be rewarding, right? It's it, Hogwarts was really bad for that. Uh, it, they were some of the quests were fun, and I enjoyed doing some of them. Mm-hmm. But the side quests in Hogwarts Legacy were like the exact antithesis of fucking rewarding quests. There was just there was yeah. no benefit to them. No, literally none. Honestly, I even feel that way about a lot of the main like, quests too. <laughs> a lot of yeah. the quests, like I, I enjoy the game visually, and I think I like a lot of the idea of the game. But in terms of the actual quests and gameplay itself, I think that's why I've gotten so bored. It's just because I'm, I don't feel invested in it. Yeah, I enjoyed the storyline. Uh, I enjoyed the premise behind it. But at the same time, I've now experienced that. So mm-hmm. I don't need to do any more. Yeah. And yeah, the, the gameplay, I mean, like the flying was pretty terrible. <sighs> like for a game that emphasized flying to a certain extent, it's pretty fucking bad. Well, when you can't look below you because <laughs> it lowers your 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 broom down yeah. instead of letting you look underneath you. Yeah. Yeah, like there were there were a bunch of things in that game that felt a little bit half cocked, um, but none more so than the side quest, which were just like I, I legitimately don't think any of them added to the story in any way. I could be wrong, yeah. but I don't think so. I can't think of any. I can't think of really any. I'm gonna fish in my memory here and go back to my youngin days. Okay, so when we're talking like uh, pre-Atari? Uh, no, actually post. Um, the NES, uh, the Super NES, actually. When Final Fantasy 3, a.k.a. Final Fantasy 6. Yeah. Um, there was, and it's not so much a side quest, more a series of events to do in order for one character specifically to come back in the second half. And I remember finding out about this after I had already gotten that far and lost the character. Mm. And I started over. <laughs> just okay so spoilers if you haven't played final <laughs> fantasy 3 or 6 no okay when you get to the midway point there is a good chance that if you don't do certain things you're gonna lose shadow who is the ninja yeah um but i i and i can't remember what they are so forgive me it's been a while and i'm an old fuck um if you do these certain things in the second half where you you where you would usually find Terra, you'll find shadow and you'll be able to get him back for the second half. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff's fun. Um, yeah. I consider that more along the lines of Easter egg than uh, it's not quite an Easter egg, but it kind it's in the That's same. Why thing. I said like a series of events. 
yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's it like it's not a it's not what i would call a side quest um uh but yeah like the stuff like that is great mm. those are those are fun they're they're little rewards for for the player and if you're attached to that character it's super awesome when but. you were talking about mass effect and how doing certain things um influences the game so is it kind of like with um i think i think it was witcher series where things that you've done in previous games will carry over into The Witcher 3. Yeah. Is that what you were kind of saying with the Mass Effect? Did The Witcher do that? Yeah, it did. Yeah. It did? Yeah. yeah. Similar mechanic. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like if you, in the first game, if if you save or kill the council, let's say you save the council in the first game. In the second game, that's the council that you'll meet. But if you killed the council in the first game, when you start the second game, it's going to be the new council it's going to be a new council and they, they don't love you. Yeah. They hate you. Oh, they think you're a dick. Yeah. Which well, it's, it's true. I mean, from based on what I've seen of mass effect, yeah. space boost, space boost. Uh, yeah, no, I, um, I like all of those things. Anything that, anything that actually advances the narrative mm-hmm. of the game, whether the narrative is through like combat mechanics or something where it's like, empowering your character or whether the narrative is the actual narrative like literally what people are saying to you um even even things as simple as just having people address you differently when they speak to you is yeah. is like that that can be good enough mm-hmm. just saying like hey demon slayer instead of like hey bud yeah that it's something i mean i sort of a real world example here but it's the sort of thing that people notice i was staying at a hotel who um and this isn't something like lots of hotels do this but uh they swapped out the the mats throughout the day so in the morning they said good morning and in the afternoon they said good afternoon and it's stupid but like you came off the elevator and you're like ah oh, that's cute yeah yeah that is actually really cute <laughs> little things like that people notice and so yeah. like little things that affect your game can feel like a good progression mechanic. So it doesn't take a masterwork of of game design to make side quests interesting. You just got to do it. You just got to decide to do it. You have to put in the time and effort to to yeah. actually like you have to care. Care. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I remember Oblivion had something like that where I think so, yeah. when you did the Knights of the Nine yeah. expansion um and then everybody would like they'd be calling you like by your knights of the nine you know, sir or i yeah. can't remember what it was so like uh, in hogwarts uh, uh we're picking on hogwarts but that's fine um a really simple mechanic for them to have added would have been there's the uh the slayer quests where it's like defeat 100 spiders like you you get points as you defeat the spiders yeah, the, the completionist the stuff so when I've completed a hundred spiders, make them run away from me. Yeah. Make them afraid of me. Yeah, they would have been communicating somehow. Sure. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Right. Um, like just give me something. And and if you don't want to do it for spiders because they're not intelligent, although given the history of the Harry Potter, it certainly seems like they were. Mm-hmm. At least do it for humans. At least do it for like whatever unicorns or anything that has a brain, right? Like they could have done that. That would have been so easy and would have given you some 
reward for completing these yeah you go into hogs meat and people start running away from you screaming because you're an insane murderer that, uh, I, well no I'd, I'd go so far as to say uh the the big they're ogres right the big tall bastards that trolls, you fight. trolls. trolls. Yeah, yeah yeah so if you kill like so many of them like, when you encounter just normal ass enemies they should be like, oh, it's the troll slayer. Sure. Like uh, apprehensive so that you can get an early go. Like they're stunned more sure. or less and you get an early go on your. Or just mm-hmm. straight up run away. Like, or, yeah. I mean, because yeah. the thing is, by the end of the game, fighting isn't particular. I mean, fighting is kind of fun because you just drop in and murder everyone instantly. <laughs> but a- as a teenage wizard, you just murder people en masse. But yep. whatever. Actually, Ghost of Tsushima does that. Yeah. Where if you run into a group of Mongols, and so they have that duel where if you see them, you can press triangle to like uh, challenge them to a duel mm-hmm. and their leader or one of them will come up and then you hold the triangle button and you got your hand on the sword. And then when the enemy goes to attack you, you let go and fucking kill him in one shot. Yeah. But then other enemies will come up to you. And if you time the button presses right, you can kill three right off the bat. But it can also scare the shit out of other enemies there and they'll mm-hmm. fall on the ground and land on their ass and like <laughs> and then they'll run away from you. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a, I, I don't see why it's a problem to have enemies disengage and and run away, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like, wasn't there some sort of reputation mechanic with Red Dead Redemption that I did something so. like that? That feels very familiar. Yeah, I think there was. Um, I've certainly experienced it in other games. I can't pinpoint when or where, but like that's the sort of progression mechanic that can turn a side quest or a completion bit from just a slog into at least a rewarding Mm -hmm. slog like world of warcraft was really bad for this where you you would grind and grind and grind this faction reputation and for the 90 percent 99 percent of interactions it made no difference except that you could buy certain things from the vendor yep it's like how about how about at least having them like you know be nice to me Instead of like, come on, man, give me something. Hopping in a uh, fire truck in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas and doing all of the fire missions in one go and you become fireproof. Sure. Why not? That's an that's actual thing. Awesome. That, oh, that you play thing. as that's a, a firefighter? Oh, that's cool. You know, you get into you get So you get into a fire truck and then yeah, you click, cool. you click an analog stick, one of them, I can't remember what, and then you enter in the fire missions, which yeah. basically sends you to blips on, on the, in the map yeah. where you have to spray the fire hose to put out a fire, usually just a car or something. But then it, as it gets harder, you have to go to multiple spots in a specific amount of time to extinguish the flames. But when you do them all, I think there's like 10 levels, I think. But when you do them all, your character becomes fireproof. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Cause you can do the same thing with, uh, with ambulances and I think taxis. Taxis. I can't, yeah, I think taxis is like a business that you buy. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's yeah. it, like it's not the same, but like mm. you can jump into, you can do those missions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Things like that. Yeah. Like just give us something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make it a game. <laughs> yeah. Like if, you, if you're creating these massively huge open worlds for us to explore, fill them with some interesting stuff. Well, and, and this goes back to what Sarah originally said, which is, you know, Putting in a, something like that where you can become a firefighter and and get a reward for doing that, yes. Mm-hmm. Putting in 15 fetch quests, no. Yep. Yes, <laughs> exactly. It's not yeah. rocket science. 
Because <laughs> no. that in itself is almost like a that's not I wouldn't even consider that a side quest. That's more like a mini it game. Is. And and they're pretty cool actually. I know exactly the mode that you're talking about. Mm. Um yeah, things like that are great. They're yeah. great. I mean, <laughs> I fished in World of Warcraft because I liked it, not because of the the progression stuff, mm -hmm. but the fact that there was a progression system for yeah. fishing. Yeah. Was great. Yep. <laughs> Well, and then that's like with um, Saints Row uh, 3 and 4, because I really like those two. Like, there's mini games within those games, like, um, uh, where, like, one of them is insurance fraud, where you go and you run into traffic. <laughs> that is literally, like, uh, that's I great. love that mode so much. And, like, there's, like, fun little modes. Some of them sucked ass because I was terrible sure. at them. But, like, yeah, those those... <laughs> That's, side quest mini games are fantastic yeah insurance fraud that's yep. awesome it's it's hilarious it they tried to they tried to do it again in the in the recent saints rose reboot i don't think it had the same kind of appeal like the other ones did no but god damn those are fun because because when you got hit you didn't say the stupid stuff like you did in the other ones like oh that's gonna leave a marker <laughs> um yeah so so anyways that stuff uh yeah, I, th I think we've covered that pretty well, but it it bugs me because it's not that hard. Like, it, mm. as an individual, like as an indie developer, it's really difficult. So I get that. But indie games don't tend to have this problem. It's the triple A's yeah. that have the problem. Cause Cause like, every, yeah, because people are expecting bigger and bigger games from triple A's. Yeah, it's like, listen, you've got, what, 150 developers working on this, and this is the best you could come up with for a side quest? Mm -hmm. Come on. Come on. <laughs> uh, we had a couple of news items that we were going to cover in addition to the Xbox thing. I think the one actually kind of bounces off of this pretty well. So one of the things I find a lot, especially in triple A games, too, is like when you're walking past people all the time, it's always mm. the same crap that they say all the time or in text-based games it's always the same lines like sometimes i just like talking to the npcs or just seeing what's going on and that's one thing i really like about stardew valley is like every day you can go around to all of the people and they'll say something and generally like i imagine they only have so many things that yeah. they say but i haven't run into doubles of the same thing well yet. i used to be an adventurer <laughs> until i took an arrow in the right knee. oh my god that is the worst offender you but, won't believe how hard it was to get around before I invented the Feel the Flu Network. Oh, nope. That one is the worst offender. Oh, man. Anyways, yeah. But yeah, apparently there is... Sony is one of them. Um, there's some developers that are trying to make more realistic NPCs and using AI chat to develop like um, things that... Ne like chat for, for NPCs that just never repeats itself. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're basically using uh, a very cut down version of essentially Chat GPT, the mm -hmm. same sort of technology, um, and uh, installing like including it in the game. Yeah, which I think is great. Now, what they should do, and I don't know if this is what Sony's doing, but what they should do is include it at the system level, and then allow developers to hook into it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, they should allow the developers to provide a training model set because mm -hmm. uh, the the latest I was trying to find it just here. Um, there's a there's a project that was released for Android phones that allowed you to run basically ChatGPT on your Android phone. 
but it was it was like massively scoped down so it was it was a much more specific uh system but it would fit on an android phone and it could run on the android phone's hardware so they should do the same thing for like a playstation uh where and xbox where it's like we won't try to recreate all of chat gpt we'll just create a, a very narrow set that will let that like you know whoever uh hogwarts can give us their training data mm-hmm. that's based on you know keywords and and what the movies dialogue and and whatever like feed it to the books and and that way it can respond with things yeah um, and it more or less has learned the world yeah, yeah yeah and so like they can give that model to the system and then the system can run the 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 actual intelligence mm. that's what they should do i don't know if that's what they're going to do but yeah. that that'd be great uh, yeah uh, i think i think the idea at least is very interesting and and i hope something comes of it oh it will i mean even if they don't do it at a system level, it won't be long before games will do it. I mean, you can already get pretty sophisticated chat responses in a very small, like a very resource constrained uh, AI bot, basically. So like it'll, ha- it is happening. It will happen. It is happening. It Probably by 2025, there won't be a AAA game that doesn't use that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless they're idiots. <laughs> That's assuming that by 2025, ChatGPT isn't just writing all the games for us anyways. I do like some of the uh, some of the little NPC banter that you run into while playing GTA Online. Hearing some of the NPCs that they have, or the locals that they're termed in uh, the RP world, that some of these uh, NPCs say and some of the conversations they have is just like, holy crap, man, like... This is some pretty witty shit. <laughs> yeah, well, and I like I remember even back in GTA three, um, the radio stations. Oh, oh they're my great. God. They're great. Right? Yes. Oh my god, they're great. <laughs> like they're great. The talk radio. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like so I dig it when they have licensed music in it. And San Andreas probably had one of the better uh, sure. soundtracks just because it's all based around the nineties, which is yeah. yay, best yeah, I love you. <laughs> um, but all of the talk radio is fantastic. It's fantastic. And the stuff in GTA Five, they have they have two separate ones. They have the the one in the city called WCTR, and then they have the one outside the city, yep. which is Blaine County Radio. Yep. And they're both just they're fucking great. wickedly fun. I, I I will literally load into the game just to listen to to these. I've heard it people, hundreds of times. People set up websites that you could just have it like playing in the background. Home. <laughs> <laughs> so great like that that stuff's great uh that's very immersive it's very awesome it's super cool so uh and like the fact that you just get in the car and it's just playing like the radio station is playing all the time and you're only experiencing when you're you're in the car like they did a great job yep gta has definitely been on the forefront of that kind of stuff for a while so i assume the next uh, gta will include llv uh, Mm -hmm. uh or sorry large language models to uh to deal with the mm-hmm. the responses because they're the type of company that will do that yep. um cool in 2050 when it comes out oh my god <laughs> um so real quick i i want to chat about because I, I think we're we're pretty much at time here mm-hmm. um i want to chat about this new sony handheld yeah um so we don't I don't know that we know any of this for sure. There's a lot of rumors about it, and there are some sort of high 
likelihood leaks. Um, we have a cat whining at us. Uh, but uh, so what it is is it's it's a screen and a controller. It doesn't have any actual game system in it. It just remote plays from your PS5. Yeah, that's what it's sounding oh. like. Oh, that, yeah. that's what it's supposed to be based on what we know. And people are shitting on this thing badly, which I think is fair to an extent. It depends what the price is. Yeah. If they try and market it for like 600 bucks. They're stupid. They're insane and they can fuck themselves. Yes. Mm -hmm. If it's 200 bucks or even 300, yeah, maybe. pushing it. <laughs> uh then i think it could be cool and and for more reasons than just uh so in theory i think it's meant so that you can play like on the toilet well so potentially right <laughs> but like it sounds like they also expect you to play over the internet now i have played remote play over the internet back when i had the vita and i've done it through the my laptop and stuff it has never been a great experience. So if they're counting on that, I think they're going to, I don't think they're going to sell very many no. because the, I've never had a good experience with remote play uh, over long distances. Sometimes it's okay, but like I've never had a good experience. But for me, I don't own a PS5. So I, we'll, we'll call this <laughs> Xbox. We'll say if X, if Microsoft was releasing the same thing. I have the problem that the X, as you two know, is attached to the really nice big OLED that we have in the living room. But Danielle watches a lot of horror movies. I don't care about horror movies at all. So I would love to be able to buy like a cheap controller that has a screen in it that I can just like sit back in the chair and I'm still hanging out with her. And may if the movie turns out to be good, awesome, but usually it doesn't. So, you know, I can be playing Xbox on my little screen mm -hmm. over my local network so it doesn't have to go over the internet and i think that's worth it i think that could be great yeah. but that doesn't seem how they're marketing it they seem to be marketing it as like you can play from your hotel while you're traveling and i'm like no you can't i've tried that it doesn't work <laughs> it's <Yeah>. crap because <laughs> that almost sounds like you've tried cloud gaming before and it it, there was it's, some yeah it's there was cloud some gaming like, and bad delays and it's stuff it's never reliable yeah even the very best service that was ever produced, which was Stadia. Stadia was the best cloud gaming service that has ever been produced. Even it pretty much sucked about 80% of the time for me. <laughs> it wasn't terrible. It was it was better than most, but like it was never, I, I very rarely had like a really good experience with it. It was always kind of like, it's fine. Depends what I'm playing. Farming simulator would be fine, but anything else would be like, yeah. Yeah, and the thing with this too is that... Um, a few points here one there's the backbone yeah i was thinking that too yeah but the, the backbone is the controller uh, add-on that you can use with your uh your your cell phone either ios or android that basically gives you the same thing um so there's that plus um nintendo and steam kind of got sony by the balls when so far as the handheld market's concerned i think the steam deck you're gonna start seeing the steam deck getting up there I think, insofar as handheld goes. Oh, I, I think so too. Like Steam Deck is the best handheld there is, no question, yeah. in my mind. Like yeah. it beats everybody else by a mile. That's yeah. why, like, I don't see this as a handheld. Yeah. They seem to be sort of positioning it as one. 
And I think that's a mistake. To me, it's a controller. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's an expensive controller that you can buy that has a screen in it. And the reason that's important is because they also should use it for multiplayer. So right now, if you want to play, let's say Diablo 4 multiplayer, you can either both join on one screen and you can have, you can battle toad and everything else. What they could do, what they should be able to do with a lot of games at least, is give that second player with their screen controller a separate view. There are rendering requirements that would potentially, that would make it non-viable for some games, but for other games, it could work phenomenally well. Couldn't you do that with the Wii U? Not anymore. Uh, similar. Yeah, yeah. Like it, that same sort of, yeah, right. Not anymore. <laughs> that, that same sort of experience is exactly what I'm thinking. Like, mm -hmm. don't think of it as a separate, and this is sort of to Sony, not so much to the, to the people who might buy it, but like, don't think of it as a separate system. Think of it as a controller with a screen in it. Let me manage my, in, let me just use it as my normal controller, make it a good controller for starters, and let me manage my inventory on it while I'm playing the game. Like hmm. there's, there's all kinds of things that they could do with that if they just positioned it as here's a new type of controller for our system instead of like, here's a thing that you can badly remote play from your system. <laughs> By the way, you could also just bring your laptop, which you're flying with anyways, and a PS5 controller and you're good to go. <laughs> like it's, it's another one of those things that they seem to be just marketing it as something that it will not succeed as where I think the same exact product could be marketed as a successful thing. So plus two, I find with a lot of the games that you'd want to play on a Sony, on a Sony platform is their first party stuff. And honestly, the scale at which they make those games are the better place for that is in front of your home entertainment system so oh oh for sure but i mean there's lots of people that well maybe not so much these days but there are lots of people that travel that have no they i, I mean you, yeah, you yeah. just can't be right yeah. so so give me the next best thing 100 yep. yeah. like that's that's why i played remote play back in the past mm. but it sucked mm. so like i'm not going to be sold if you say hey here's a remote play thing i'm going to be like eh, it's not good yeah. here's a cool controller that you can have and use day to day that elevates your gaming experience now we're talking give me that over a pro controller any day yep so yep. anyways that's my two cents i i think it's going to be a, con a complete disaster because if what's been said about it is true i think they're positioning it to be a horrible failure yeah which is a shame because i think the exact same hardware could be sold with great success if they did it properly yeah yeah so so, hey, why don't you all give us your two cents down below? Tell us what you think of the Xbox UI update. If uh, We'll post a link down there for you. Uh, what do you guys, what do you all think about open world games? Too much, too little? Give us your thoughts down there in the comments. What do you think about Sony's cloud gaming handheld platform? <laughs> yeah, perfect. Uh, so like, subscribe, and tell all your friends. Not just three. Make new friends. And have and tell them that they have to subscribe. Yeah. yeah. We gotta have a talk with Sarah about why she hates shawarma. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, everyone. See you next week. <laughs>